getting you uh, back on on 9-11. I, um, I just went ahead and pressed record just because I, I've been – you ever do you ever run into somebody? And I think you're younger than me, but, like, there's people around my age. Like, re- I say my age to, like, 40 that when you talk about it, like, it's kind of, like, unspoken that everyone knows 9-11 is, like, kind of bullshit and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like – but you ever like meet somebody that like still believes it, you know, like, uh, yeah. like, uh, yeah, like the party line, you know, mm-hmm. I, um, cause I had, I had this one guy talking to me. I think he, I think he thought he was saying something like cool, but it was so incoherent when I actually stepped back and thought about it. The guy was like, I'm, uh, he's like, yeah, I mean, like, he's like, I tried to get into those nine 11 truth or conspiracies and stuff. He's like, but honestly, it was probably just, you know, our enemies, you know, in the middle East, <laughs> Because of like what we did and and you know whatever like all, all these things he goes my thing is is like i just hated that it started a war and i'm like well if you believe that's what happened <laughs> that start a war like like i don't get how you'd be like i'm actually I, they did it they straight up like caused a straight up insane attack like spectacle uh blew shit up like hundreds of people dying and then like but we shouldn't like no, we shouldn't do nothing. Can't take that last step, though. No, no. Like, you know what I mean? Be the bigger band, you know? Like, <laughs> like some hippie spiritual shit about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. From the five to the six, we be in the mix. With that rare candy paint job on the whip. I need food for the kids, money for the rent. Fuck a lockdown, baby, I can't do that shit. And I don't never vote, because I'm fucking broke. And either way, I know the police ain't gonna leave me alone. On a plane by the visit, Glen Rock, me crypto told me I should bring the Glock with me. So I packed up my piece and I'm sliding. Cause we might get caught up in a riot. Middle finger Trump, middle finger Biden. Fuck a left, fuck a right, is you riding? Do you love to see it? Dudes rocking. Ain't no politics, baby, we just talking. From the birds to the bricks, we be in the mix. With that rare candy paint job on the whip, who you with? But, um, what? And before we talk about the Mars piece, where are you on the 9 11 uh, spectrum, I should say? Well, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, you know, I'm at the part where it was an alchemical ritual, I think. But, like, it's funny enough, 9 11 was like the f- my start to a lot of this conspiracy stuff back in like high school. And uh, I don't know, one of the first things was like, you know, the Pentagon and the video and, you know, Tower 7, all that stuff. But I'm, I'm pretty firmly in the camp that it was pretty much all designed and probably remote controlled. Like, literally, the planes were remote controlled. Oh, um, so there were planes. There were planes, not at the Pentagon. The Pentagon, I'm kind of, yeah. I'm unsure. I'm unsure if it was a missile or if it was just some smaller plane. But there was some, I don't know. There were planes, though. I will, I'll, I'll give them the planes. Yeah, because that, that part's where I get weird. It's like, I, I'm just like, all right. I understand that Stanley Kubrick could simulate space. And I, <laughs> I understand where, where we can, we could po- possibly get conspiratorial with Hollywood having access to something, then you know the Department of Defense is going to have something even crazier. I just have a hard time believing they simulated the planes. That's just where I'm at. I'm like, no, no, no. I, I 1,000% believe that there was there was just a straight-up controlled demolition inside their roofs. But I I, I think I, – you're right, though. So, so you, like, because I'm like – I still feel like it would be tough to get someone to actually fly the plane into the building because, like, you'd have to tug the heartstrings of religion at the same time. Like you'd have to be like, hey, bro, like this is a whole style, but like you're a true believer, like as far as blowing up. Yeah. 
And they didn't seem like true believers either with what they were getting up to in the CIA safe houses that they were staying in. So, you know, they weren't devout. They they wouldn't be considered devout Muslims in uh, their home home country, I wouldn't say. So I don't know how willing they would be to fly a plane and do it for a God that they probably didn't believe in. Something about flying that plane, man. Maybe it just makes you get you closer to Allah. You know, you're just like, hey, man, like it was my calling. And no, I doubt. I highly. <laughs> you doubt. get a thousand feet up and you have an awakening, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, Aiden, you're 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 back. Uh, you recently now. First off, Aiden's written for our Substack before. He's been on episodes before. Most recently, the Paranormal Summit, um, and uh, with with J. David Osborne and Scott. But you also have written you've been on the first ever gain of fiction right which is pretty pretty i think i think a lot of people still don't know that you're on the first ever uh uh gain of fiction where we did jurassic park and uh but most recently you wrote a uh, a piece with sigh uh part of the bob's red pill thing uh, basically it's on our Substack, and uh let me see make sure i got the title of it uh it was Oh, yeah, I should know this off the top of my head, but uh, it's Mars Files Volume 1 and Other Space Oddities. Now, you were in charge a lot of about a lot of the uh, the Mars section of this, and we talked about it a little bit on the Paranormal Summit, but I I think it's it's insane. Right now we have Elon Musk. I don't, He's cooled <laughs> off on the Mars stuff, has he not? I feel like that was like three or four years ago. He was really high on the he's Mars. He's pretty hard, high on it, but I he's probably going to come back around. There's some... Uh... Interesting tie-ins with his name, Elon, and the history of Mars with like Werner yeah. von Braun and stuff like that. We're going to get you right back to the episode, but I just wanted to let you guys know of a few other things we offer at Rare Candy Industries. We have a Substack with free and paid subscription options. Free subscribers get access to all written content. That includes Bob's Red Pill. That's the best thing going on the internet right now. Trust me. Paid subscribers get full access to our premium episode feed. And that's just every episode we don't necessarily want to share with the general public, if you know what I'm saying. Again, that's rarecandy.substack.com. We also have merch. That link's a little long for me to say right now, but go to the description, go to our merch store, and find a shirt that's right for you. We have Rare Candy shirts, Dr. Bronner soap label shirts, Rishi mushroom shirts, all types of stuff there. Check it out. There's got to be something for you. And lastly, check us out on social media. On Instagram, we're Rare Candy Pod, but on Twitter, we're at Rare Candy Pod 1. All right, enough of that. Let's get you back into the episode. Well, what is? Did you know that? I mean, what is it? I don't, well, he, I, I've heard it, but I, I don't think our listeners know. He, uh, well, he wrote a book called. Well, Werner von Braun first off was a Nazi that was brought over to help with our NASA program to like get us into space, get us onto the moon, and all that stuff. And he wrote a book back in I don't remember when it was, but he wrote a book called Project Mars, and it was about this like Martian space colony that essentially forms in the future. And the it's ruled over by like uh, a king, some sort of like top down one part one person like dictator t- dictatorship type thing. And the title of that person is Elon, and who is the one person who is being you know touted as the future king of Mars or emperor of Mars in the current ages? Elon Musk. So interesting synchronicities when you look at that and look at the people who were first putting it out and their occult beliefs and in terms of manifestation or uh, even just predictive programming. If you want to take the completely uh, uh, not woo-woo or spiritual side, but putting these thoughts into the collective unconsciousness so that they can then manifest or be harvested later on. And 
seems to be one of the things that are might be pushed for the future. Yeah, and now you propose, and and I, it's not. I know you're you're not the only person who thinks this way. This is actually stuff that's uh, it's been going around in other circles for a long time. But now you you think that that was just there was there were like flat out wars fought on Mars, mm-hmm. right? Like just yeah. by, like violent, crazy wars, and there's chemical evidence of such. Yeah. So like in the atmosphere, there's or like. So after a nuclear explosion, there are certain isotopes that are released, and they're only released after like an actual like a bomb explosion. And so we see them over in our atmosphere. And the big one is like xenon one twenty nine, and it's left over again only after a nuclear bomb explosion. And we see a big spike in our atmosphere after after the testing and after like the Trinity tests and then the subsequent cold war and the hundreds of thousands of tests that we did all across the earth. And it raised our our levels to ridiculous heights. And we see similar spikes in the Martian atmosphere and in two specific regions of Mars, we see like bigger spikes uh, kind of hinting towards two centralized regions for this hypothetical war, where if they're, if this isotope xenon-129 is only released from a nuclear explosion, um, why is it turning up on Mars? This thing can't be produced naturally at these levels, if at all. From I think the only place it forms naturally is like a supernova or something like that. So there's not really supernovas happening on Mars. No. Um, so there had to be some other cause for this spike in the atmosphere. And a lot of people think that it was a nuclear war. And when you tie that with the the ruins that are all over mars you see i mean right around the face you have there's a big a huge like mile long wall by it there's pyramids there's a five-sided pyramid that points to a bunch of other features and this is in a the region of cydonia and then there's another region with a bunch of um ruins and i think i think one of the the Mars people, Mark Carlotto, named it like the city, and it was over in the. F- funny enough, NASA named it the Atlantis Rising region. Kind oh, of weird wow. that they continually name all of these Martian and space things linked it with Atlantis. Kind of weird, but you know, don't don't look into it at all. Yeah, so that that's I guess that's my I want to talk more about this, but like just for the Elon point, it's like. He knows all this shit, right? Like he has yeah. to. Yeah, there's it's, no it's, way because yeah, he's so tied in, and all of his pro, all of his companies are enti- essentially entirely funded by the U.S. government, by like the DOD and DARPA and stuff like that. So there's there's no way that he isn't getting tied in with all this stuff. And the Starlink satellites, like he's seeing and knowing all this. There's no way that he's not. Or it, there's no way that it hasn't even been tied in from the get-go, like, truth be told, with how central of a figure he is. Yeah, no, I hear you. It, I, I don't, I think he's, he's probably like, oh, and, and, and Cy, he's, he's, uh, he's going to hop on in just a sec. But like, he said that the toxic dust that hurts the human thyroid gland is on Mars. So it's kind of an interesting. Interesting. how to get yeah. there. How did how did it get there? And yeah, it, that because right. How would you travel? Because it's like we're trying to figure that out right now. I mean, <laughs> yeah. According to NASA, we can't get past the Van Halen belt still. So, <laughs> right. So what? I mean, 
I guess what I'm saying is, is like, look, we know that people can remote view Mars. We know you can remote view just about anything, but people have seen certain things on Mars. We, there was the Richard Hoagland report that uh, showed a fa the face right mm -hmm. on, on, on Mars, which and got NASA to essentially admit that they were doctoring uh, the, the original blurred out kind of pixelated, horrible picture um that they had originally released uh, that, that that was either doctored or intentionally you know uh muddied yeah. and, and all that but how i mean how crazy do you think it got like how so how how does how do chemicals travel like that you know what i mean like if we we have to do it somewhat psychically or you know whatever woo woo thing you want to do we have to we in order to see mars or to even do anything because we've already been told we can't travel there mm -hmm. um how do you think those chemicals go across? Like I, that's that's kind of crazy to me, that 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 if the human thyroid on Earth can be, you know, uh, can be uh, poisoned by that, mm -hmm. it's very odd. You know, yeah, that's very odd. <laughs> I, I just, I just, how do we like? I don't know, like, because that, that's always my my issue with like this Richard. Uh, I'm sorry, is it, is it, is it Gr Grush? No, David Grush. Grush. Yeah, the Grush, or David oh, Grush, I think, or David something Grush. like that. Yeah, the um, like th the thing with him right now. I don't know anybody that I trust that thinks David Grush is like cool and, and good <laughs> or anything. Like, so it's kind of weird when you start seeing people who have always hated space stuff, always hated alien stuff. They kind of like rub it in your face because they're like, oh, you don't trust the government? Well, the government's telling you about aliens now. They're going to make it like COVID. They're going to make it like this. They're going to make it like that, which I don't disagree. But they're like rubbing it in my face as though this was the one that got me. Like, oh, I, I agree with the government now because it told me about aliens. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I, I agree with the deep state now. I agree with the CIA. They finally found the thing to touch me. It's like, no, they, they had the Beatles already. They could have got me a long time ago. Like, yeah. it's, it, there's no I didn't need another thing. But like with the grudge situation. He's talking about like like physical contact, like what, what is it? The little boat that, or like it was like a boat shaped thing. There, uh, I can't remember what it was. Like uh, I don't so, remember fully because so, I, I yeah. don't know, man. He's he's full of so much bullshit with his stuff, and he has like a spook whispering in his ear the whole hearing, and all of his. Uh, he's got such weird, weird, weird links, and the fact that like real whistleblowers end up dead like people who actually whistleblow on like who who were talking about this shit back in the 90s or talking about the deep underground military bases or talking about the the off-planet thing um the what is it the off off-world fleet or off-world officers list like gary mckinnon like those people actually get fucking silenced or killed or like tossed in prison yeah. they don't get brought in front of congress like i i, I don't get how anyone with any actual sense or belief in this shit is falling for it i don't and i you're right and i and I, to be honest like i think people that think that they're trying to make it the new current thing tm capital c mm -hmm. capital t like like i i get the new current thing i think they're right i just don't think it works because like the average like the average late 90s like lib kind of liked aliens you know what I mean? Or like libertarian, like kind of like lib libertarian, kind of like free thinking person. Like, I feel like a lot of them were like, you know, into the X-Files, things like that, like certain certain things culturally. But I don't think our software, uh, like our hardcore AI 
software updated libs of 2023. I don't think they, I don't think they're into aliens at all. So I think the only thing that it seemed to be for were people like us were kind of, it was kind mm. of like a bear trap for us. Um, yeah. And, but like, like I said, the least interesting thing to me would be aliens taking like a linear path to like get here and mm. invade. Like to me, like that, yeah, that I understand how that could be beneficial to the military industrial complex. Cause it's like, Hey, you don't have to just worry about hecking Putin out there. You get, you, we got, we got, uh, Gleep Glorp is coming over here from, uh, from he's a gray and he's coming over here in a ship. And it's like, look, dude, if we don't, if we don't get an extra, whatever you guys have been sending to Ukraine times a mil times a million, if we don't get that type of money, what do you guys think is going to happen? I understand why people think that that is kind of like a, like a psyop being, mm -hmm. being gone, but it's like, I, I don't know. I think the problem is you roll that out after COVID. You roll that out after, I mean, anything, George Floyd, any, any of the, all this stuff that happened, you roll that stuff out. I think, I think the people that are skeptics, like, I don't think that's the one they're going to bite on. <laughs> they might not bite on it, but like if they have physical craft blowing up buildings in New York, they're going to believe that. Mm. And like, God knows how many fleets of these like man crafted UFOs we have hidden away. Cause I, I feel like they're going to use this to try and and they're going to use it to try and get ahead of the curve and like base it fully in the physical make it so that people can't look at this thing at all from uh like a non-physical interdimensional like other sphere or other realm type of thing it's only a planet to planet physical spacecraft mm -hmm. they're coming here to kill you they're go blowing up cities because these are the same people that have a depopulation I like idea. They do want people dead. And the, I do believe that they have lots of these craft. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them to have them actually show up above cities and stuff like that. Or AI. I, yeah. The thing is, I don't even think you have to like have them on deck. I get that. That's the crazy part to me is like, you don't need that even. Yeah. So, no, I, I've been tripping out lately. I've been watching, like, I watched, I love 2001 A Space Odyssey. I think it's a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, like, truly, anybody who, like, sneers at it from a conspiracy perspective, it, like, no, it's objectively amazing. It looks it's so better. It looks better than, like, Star Wars, anything. Like, it, it, it's just, it captures the moment of being, like, alone. It's, like, it's really artful. And then it just looks breathtaking, even mm -hmm. still. Like, we, I just couldn't believe it when I was rewatching it the other day. And then, um... But then you, I was watching this other new show on Apple called Foundation, and I was like seeing like space. And I'm just like, all you have to do is show somebody who's already like walking in lockstep with with the regime. All you have to do is just show them B roll of this shit. Yeah. And then with like an alien, then alien that's like actually I I don't like Planned Parenthood, you know. <laughs> and then and then guess what? They're gonna burn these guys. They're coming from other galaxies. These are these are uh, Trump voting aliens. Actually, these aliens. These are aliens. We thought it was Russia that got Trump in. It was actually aliens. Yeah. Um, which then alien if, interference. And then if CNN just turns into ancient aliens, where they just kind of just <laughs> become catch-all term, use the aliens as catch-all term. Like, yeah, it would be it would be nuts. But yeah, I just I don't know. I I think there's a lot. I I, I keep waiting for it to really bubble and i it has it I, I hear a couple people like at my work bringing up it's like hey man like you think that alien stuff's real like there's people that'll ask me that type of stuff but they don't really go into it beyond that and i always ask them i'm like what would you do differently if it was 
Like I asked them, like, what would you do different? Like if they said yeah. tomorrow, like the aliens are coming, like, what are you going to do? Well, and I feel like part of it is tied in with the Sitchin stuff where it's, yes. they've been framed so much into in the public psyche as if aliens are coming and they're smarter than they created us. And I think that that does a lot to the human psyche. And when you think about the implications of we weren't made of this earth, we weren't made of the divine creator, we were made from some alien fucking test tubes and we were created as a slave race. And I feel like it does a lot to implant like some of these ideas and things that change the way we think about ourselves as a species and what we're allowed to think of what we can do because if we're just if we were just created as a slave species to mine gold we weren't meant to reach the higher realms we weren't meant to get in touch with our divine creator we don't have right. any of that divine spark in us because we weren't made of that then and whether or not people are consciously thinking about that i think it does a lot to the unconscious yeah, because I think the beauty of believing in aliens is the fact that it has you have to expand a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like you have to like I, I think if you just view it as just like this thing that's far away that's coming here, you know, that's that that you haven't grown. Like there's no there's no like there's I'm not interested in in uh, like I don't I don't consider you one of me if you're just like, well, they're coming. It's it, mm -hmm. you you haven't realized where it's like like I, I think I, I think I think aliens are so interesting because like again I think we replicate their technology blah 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 mm -hmm. stuff I stay on here all the time I think that stuff's really interesting and I'd like to know how they how they you know achieved what they what they achieved back then and, and on on these in these ancient civilizations I think yeah. that stuff's interesting and it gets you into like meditation and and just and and just things like that like like cool stuff mm -hmm. not like you know military mode like you know and and people aren't people don't outwardly support the war machine anymore. At least like it has to be, they have to be like psyoped into like, I support Ukraine and stuff like that. They don't directly say like, hell yeah, let's go get them type yeah. stuff. Like, people don't say that anymore. So may, perhaps this is a new way to get the millennials on, on mm -hmm. board, like the millennials and below where it's like, whoa, I mean, we're not being racist. We're not being imperialist. They're aliens. I mean, these are, I mean, look, we're all on earth. We care about what's on Earth, right? Earth comes together. That's not race, right? Like, and, and it's odd. And they're like, don't look in the past, right? Mm -hmm. Also, don't look in the past because the past is really racist. Even if mm -hmm. the past is really based, awesome ancient civilizations being in tune with stuff on other planets. Yeah. Like, it's it's very odd. It's very in the moment, very materialistic. Mm -hmm. I don't care for it one bit. It kind of just went right over my head. So many people, because we it was kind of a newer thing on Rare Candy. So many people... We're like, oh, are you guys like pushing this narrative? And I'm like, N no, like I'm not. Like mm -hmm. I want to talk about fun stuff. I want to have yeah. fun stuff yeah. that makes you feel like you can do greater things, not shit that makes you feel scared and like your overlords are coming back. Like it, there's so much more to it and more depth to it, as you said. And when you look back at ancient cultures and looked at how they constantly speak about being in contact with other spheres and other like mm -hmm. entities from other places coming here and other dimensions coming through, like it's such an integral part of the human race, human development and our history here on this planet. And to limit it to just, oh, they're coming here in nuts and bolts craft is just, sad and i mean it's what it's what our the elites kind of want they don't want the populace in touch with that they don't want us connected or believing that 
we sitting here in our, like me sitting in my room can get in contact with entities like that if I meditate enough or get to a certain plane of existence. Like they don't want you to know that. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And like, it's, it, it's odd because it's like a mirror. It's like, it's like, look, humans are, we can, we can all grow as humans. That's what all like these tech companies tell us. We can all grow as humans. We were not perfect. In fact, like at our stock mode, we can tend to be, you know, unproductive and um, blah, blah, blah. That's how new technology gets sold. But I would imagine when, if, when they talk about like aliens, like if you're really into aliens, like in a sense that like, we should be in an arms race with them or anything you're for sure gonna want elon to like build a colony on mars like you're mm -hmm. gonna want to do that and like people will read old sci-fi or like will attribute it to old sci-fi books you know like stuff that, like what like the real sci-fi fantasy where it's like not just the absurdity level turned up on day-to-day -day life which is kind of the stuff i'm more into but like the stuff like where it's like world building on other planets and stuff the the there's people who are just like, well, well, we'll just do that then, you know, like that's, that's cool. But, it, but, but the problem is, is like, you go read those old books, there's like a, a level of skepticism of like the whole everything to mm -hmm. it. It's not, it's not a pro, like, let's go find aliens, any of these things. Like a lot of times one, they're speaking metaphorically with the worlds they're building, but also they're kind of just like, none of this was necessary. Yeah. You know? And none of this crazy innovation is necessary. Like we are powerful with what we have. Mm -hmm. Incredibly. And a lot of it, I mean, a lot of them go into the the downfall of this technology and of this stuff and how it's not necessarily always for our benefit. Like there's, I mean, that's what a lot of like the peak, the Philip K. Dick books are about. And a lot of like, actually just a lot of the sci-fi is about not always how this is something that is, I don't know without fault or without any downsides and that's how a lot of people kind of take it or they think that yeah we can just you know do something to mars terraform it and it'll be liggity split to go <laughs> yeah it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me like you have the um i mean i guess it does make sense because like you know I, I actually just got done finishing reading um adjustment team it's a short story by uh by philip k dick and it's kind of just about this guy who goes into every day there's this team that it, that are not every day but whenever something needs to be adjusted to alter the future right so it's like if we don't it's almost like a cia installing the right you know leader in a country so x can happen mm -hmm. this is viewed as like a sci-fi version of like there's a thing called the adjustment team where it's like okay at nine in the morning at this company the adjustment is going to be made well one guy was late to work so he didn't get adjusted with everybody else and it's like it does feel like that a lot with, with a lot of the, a lot of these things. Like you just see the stuff that people get worked up about, and um, like, and just for me, when I when I want people to get into the paranormal, I want people to realize that like all this day to day nonsense. Like it's not that it doesn't matter. Like everybody is a human. Everybody has things that get them worked up and stuff. Lord knows I do. But what I want people to know is like if you find out if you are come to a realization there's aliens out there. It's like no no no. If there's aliens out there, let's change. Let's kind of just like let's realize that maybe we can zoom out a little bit on history, the world, and everything, and realize that actually it's okay today that like in this 24-hour span, I didn't get a million things done with minimal with 30% effort just to say I got them done. Mm -hmm. 
you know, like, I don't know if that's making any sense at all, but I, I just like, like to me, like, that's where I want people to go with this rather than just this. Well, to be more deliberate with your time and how you mm-hmm. spend it and what you do and slow down and, and take, a, and as you said, yeah, take a look and think about like our history and how it might change if this is real and how maybe if we stop thinking about doing 50 million things at 30%, we can take a hundred percent put it to one thing and build a fucking great pyramid again or something like that which we clearly can't do anymore like there's certain things that we just as species it it, it seems almost impossible to think about putting all of our energy towards this long-term thing like that because we're so focused on as you said just getting done got to catch them all got to do it all got to have as many things as you can lined up that you're saying that you've accomplished but is it accomplished at a, at a full percent? Are you getting as much as you can out of that? I don't think so. If you're not putting as much into it. No, it's like, I, man, it, it, and speaking of which you brought it up, like the, 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 the pyramid, like that is so crazy. Like people just don't believe that we can't bring, like we can't build that shit again. No, I, some of that shit, like it, how, oh my God, they, the, the great pyramid is one of those things that I don't see how someone, can't sit down with like a construct like an engineer or construction person and lay out the actual logistics of the time the amount of blocks the size of these blocks the weight some of the chambers and the pathways and how there are these again multi-ton blocks that were brought in i'm pretty sure like after it was completed moved through these things put into place so that it can like close down and drop on these passageways like how the hell was this done yeah It, it it just it boggles the mind the more and more that you look at it and we even if we like we probably have the technology to do it now but we would completely botch it up it wouldn't be perfect it wouldn't be still standing how many thousands of years later which how many thousands a couple thousand ten thousand who knows but yeah it wouldn't be what the, the egyptians were able to do or whoever built it well, and the pyramids, and I, I could be wrong on this, they they almost look pre- precise in their imperfection, too. Like, there's, like, parts yeah. of it, like, I, that's what we couldn't replicate, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, like, we do it in Vegas. Look, go to Vegas. Go look at this pyramid. You can build a pyramid. Fine. Whatever. Like, no big deal. But, like, the 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 perfect the perfect parts of, like, the, in, you know, the imperfect perfection of it, mm-hmm. I guess, is the way I would say. Like, yeah. how like how it all still works in that exact right way is, is so crazy. And then that's not to mention what that, what it was used for. <laughs> like, like so, you know, we're talking about the <clears throat> bare bones of the pyramid are impossible mm-hmm. to rebuild. But we're talking about something that look, I've, I've done minimal reading on it on Joseph Farrell's Farrell's work, but like his idea was like, okay, there's like five things that it could be used for. Right. I don't have the book in front of me right now, but it's like five things. It, yeah. He goes, one, it's, it's just not a tomb. So that's no. like what people like the Great Pyramid of Giza is not a tomb. It's just not. There's no evidence supposed saying zero that. evidence. Zero evidence. <laughs> no inscriptions. No body. No other things that are with every other Egyptian burial. None of that is present there. Yeah, it's None wild it that they claim that it's a tomb still. No, Egypt. Egyptology is up there with vaccinology. I'll tell you. That. <laughs> like I've come to realize that it's yeah. up there where where it's just like it is. So what? asshole take it mm-hmm. you know that's like essentially like what are you going to be weird about it yeah and they don't you- let anybody else do work in there and it and the fact that one of the most ardent like 
critics of anything special about Egypt, Zai Hawass, he was his fun, like the group of people who helped get him his like degree and everything were the Edgar Casey Foundation. Like <laughs> this man was integrally tied in with people who clearly believed that Egypt has like Atlantis links and that the Sphinx holds a hall of records and all this stuff. And he was for that. But then once he became the head of Egyptology, he all of a sudden shuts that down and doesn't allow anybody in there to do research who believes that. And he doesn't allow excavations at the Sphinx or doesn't allow people to go down to the cavity that is underneath the paw of the Sphinx. Like, it's, I don't, Egyptology is a scam and a sham. It's, it's, a, it's a scam. I mean, it is. it is interesting because, like, again, it makes it, it's weird because even even the like materialist, I guess material, I don't know, just the, the party line, I shouldn't say materialist, but mm. like where it's just like Egyptians built the pyramids, right? Like that's just Egyptians built them just with, with sandals, you know, and, and stuff. And what are you just, racist to think? What are you racist? What you think? Exactly. Like yeah. so they, they did that. Is it really worth losing your job over, right? Yeah. Like that's exactly where he comes back to. Yeah, Egyptians <laughs> built the pyramids. Uh-huh. May have evidence to the contrary, but <laughs> your job over. and uh it's exactly uh it's exactly that but if you think that that just means but the, like the, the funny it's like okay you're supposed to look at it like we built the pyramids back then now we have a smartphone so like that's the progress that gets to it which like i to be honest i kind of get it mm-hmm. like the smartphone is crazy like this is some crazy ass like technology that oh yeah we aren't capable of handling but no. it is like monumental. I mean, everybody agrees with that. Like everybody, it doesn't matter. Like everybody agrees with that. But if you, if you then now Egyptology can never admit they're wrong, right? They can't, mm-hmm. it's not even like the pharmaceutical industry where they can eventually go like, yeah, we handled that wrong, but we recreated the good thing, right? In pharmaceuticals, like we've created Paxlovid now. So don't trip off of all the other treatments. They can at least do that. You can't do anything with Egypt. You got to be like, nope, they built it. Shut up. Well, like you, know, it, like they, you have to yeah. say that. Like, and it's you, like a Jenga block. Once you pull that yeah. out, so many other things start to collapse. Because if that that's older, or if that's a handover civilization, then huh, maybe those myths from Sumeria. Maybe we should take another look at that, or maybe we should take another look at the Vedic myths of, again, these gods living amongst us. Like it, it truly makes you think about everything else different once you take out that e- that that Egypt block. And that's why I think that they are so against even questioning that. And why, I mean, honestly, why Gobekli Tepe was, it's so far in the past that they it doesn't even affect that tower. It's something that they can say, oh, they built that, but it was just hunter-gatherers and don't yeah. don't think about anything else. Don't think about how it gets worse, how the the oldest stuff is the best. And same with Egypt. The, why is the oldest oldest built stuff the best? It, it you, You're not allowed to question that. Well, then you have to also reconfigure the idea of history, world mm-hmm. history and stuff like that. You have to completely scrap world history and like, start over yeah people who wrote books along line in lockstep that were getting you know prizes and all these things those books are out the window i mean there's a lot of people that lose stuff oh yeah a lot of angry people too think about that like and the fact that these these egyptologists and a, a, a 
a percentage of the people writing the books, like they clearly know know that there's questions that could be answered or asked, but they don't want to ask it because as you said, they're going to lose their job. They're going to lose the book deal. They're going to miss mm -hmm. out on their entire way of life. And if I'm a doctor that knows, if I'm a doctor that knows what I'm doing isn't right, I do have to realize like, do I like golfing every week? <laughs> do I like, how much do I like that? How much do I yeah. like this car? Do I want to be like a weird Twin Peaks Dr. Jacoby guy instead? Like, is that better? In my opinion, yes, but whatever. That's, <laughs> we're built different. But um, the the what I was getting out to with Farrell is just like it, it can be like he, he says the combinations that it can be of the two things. I tend to go it's power plant and weapon, right? Yeah. Power the weapon plant thing's so weapon. cool. Yeah. With, how, with the vibrations and how it's not even just like a point and click gun, but it's a. Yeah, like, think to talk about that for a second in as lame in terms as possible. Just the idea, like, yeah. so it, it's it's you basically have to get tuned up to it, right? Yeah. So, I, again, I I haven't read his yeah. book, but I but from what I have heard him talk about it, it's it's sort of because like every per person, every thing has its own vibration, own frequency, and if if the great pyramid was this like harmonic energy generating device there would be some way according to Farrell, that the whoever built the pyramid would be able to tune in with someone or something's frequency and uh, the great pyramid would not attack that frequency but kind of like vaporize it because there's certain things where uh, people have been able to like destroy tumors by hitting something at it at the frequency of that R tumor and dissolving it. That's yeah. what rife, rife technology is—is is that cognitive yeah. dissonance of getting the right, basically like almost the right radio station to where yeah. it's and, and it I, kills everything. Yeah, and I think that's what Farrell was talking about. I think so too. Where it's it's that where you tune into something's frequency and you just kind of dissolve the particles, just cause it cause the the particles to like unbond unbind or unbond from each other and just it's no longer there and if this was some sort of weapon it would be it's kind of easy to imagine that whatever society had that weapon there would be pretty powerful and pretty able pretty much able to assert control over most of the earth if you're able to just at any any location on the earth tune into a frequency with this pyramid and destroy whatever's there it, it's pretty yeah it, it's powerful that's a powerful weapon and it makes sense that the powers that be wouldn't want if that this is true they wouldn't want people looking into that or questioning that or imagining how that is and you you have to think that a lot of that some of that at least some of the reports of like how it functioned would have been in the library of alexandria right like you probably you'd have to think i wonder i know it doesn't exist anymore Right, I guess I don't unless there's some unless there's a, unless there's a conspiracy theory about that. I'm down. Vatican, right. I think the Vatican archives might have something like that. They I'm might have some hangover from that. I've been slowly trying to look like Jesus for a while. Like it's almost <laughs> there. I'm almost there. Um, so yeah, like, but no, I feel like, hey guys, I'm back. Can I? <laughs> can I take a look? I, you know, I like, swear I won't tell anybody, guys. Please just let me in. It's just me. Don't come mind on. these people with those are the uh um those are the apostles and yeah these are my Francis apostles. come on man you know me yeah these are my fellas yeah <laughs> these are my fellas so I'd be, be yeah you just you know you do something like that but no I I can't I would think I think the rare candy discord needs to remote view 
the, the Library of Alexandria and see if the records of what the what what the Giza, you know, what the Giza pyramid actually was, you know, I mean, it can't hurt. It can't, it, hurt. it can't hurt. Well, I get I mean, man, maybe it can. Maybe you might activate the weapon if someone's guarding it. If if you know, they have psychic warriors back in. Yeah, because I was gonna say you can remove you some like demonic shit and really fuck yourself up. So it's not. It's not. I can't say it's harmless ever. Yeah. But yeah, that's. Uh, but I'm just. I was yeah. just wondering. Like, it'd be a task. There's no way they didn't record that. There's no way with as smart as as that society was mm-hmm. that they weren't just like, all right, we're just that's just between you and me, pyramid. You know what I mean? Like, no, we we got records because you you have the you think like, okay, we figured out some insane shit that we've done. We've decided we've had a uh, a weapon that has like no carbon emission or anything. Like it's just <laughs> crazy. Like this is like a straight up mind weapon that we have, mm-hmm. um, and we're going to need if this empire is going to go on as long as it's going to go on we're going to need to like document to everybody how to use it because you talk you know you think who is the i i can't i can't the, the name the italian inventor like he was like the italian tesla um the guy from the run the mussolini area i think mussolini oh. kind of had he got heart attack gunned i think i can't remember his name. i don't remember what his Mione? name was. no what was his name marconi oh. was it marconi there you go yeah. yeah he um he had some some crazy shit like that like a lot of like cognitive dissonant type like weapon stuff mm-hmm. that he was working with i don't know enough about tesla to know if he was doing the same thing because it's like these guys know man these guys know like it, that shit is way too much of a phenomenon to like it, it, it impresses everybody that comes by any like true free thinking like innovator or inventor mm-hmm. they they can't they they get like really hung up on that stuff and mussolini mm-hmm. wanted wanted the weapon from him yeah. um it was a death ray. i believe he was working on like somewhat of a death ray as well i think it was like there was like a death ray arms race and stuff <laughs> and and i'm guessing you know for the most part that 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 had to at least be somewhat of a of a component of it was this yeah. Egyptian thing. Well, interesting about te- like Tesla's death ray. Uh, I remember seeing somewhere, and you know, I don't know how because. So you've heard of the Tunguska? Of, uh, I have not. So it's this uh, big. So they don't really know what caused it, but it's this part of this thing that happened in russia in the early i think it was like 1908 or something like that and it's this just huge area of forest that has been decimated by what looks to be like some sort of like extraterrestrial impact but there's no crater so uh, so people are it's something that's constantly like debated and wondered what it was one of the things that people think like Randall Carlson thinks that it, it was like an airburst, something that exploded in the air and then caused this big crater. But another thing that I've seen is that this happened at the same time that Tesla was testing his death ray or mm. his um, one of his like Tesla towers or so, or what was the Wycliffe tower, whatever his like energy generating tower, which he, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, did, go ahead, keep going. I'll see if that's what it is. He uh, he did base some of that off of the pyramid, I believe, and off of its like the pyramid's shape, design, and using it as a like creating a um like a positive to negative current using the earth and generating power through that. And I believe he thought that like the pyramid was something similar to that. And if he recreated that pyramid technology in his tower. Warden Clive. Yeah. Warden Clive. Yeah. Yeah. And so if 
again, I haven't looked super into this, but if that happened at the same time as the Tunguska event, which is this craterless, like multi-mile diameter, um, like the pictures from the Tunguska event are crazy. Just these massive trees that are just knocked oh, over. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. That's crazy. Like if that happened at the same time that he was testing this uh, pyramid designed power plant, and if Farrell's ideas about the pyramid being used as a weapon are true, who knows if that death ray, you know, had more truth behind it than or the his tests with it possibly were more successful than people like to believe. Yeah, I, I it's funny too. If you type if you Google Tesla remote viewing, it goes sentry mode on on a Tesla Model 3 pops up. <laughs> where you can use the mobile app to remotely view the area surrounding the Model 3 with exterior cameras. Very interesting. <laughs> Very interesting indeed. He knows. He, like, he knows. He knows. Oh, on his nightstand, he posted a picture on Twitter like a year ago or something, and he had on his nightstand, I think they're called Virages, or something it's this it's this uh hindu like weapon of the gods which was this little device that was like this big and had like three prongs at the end um and it was this ancient weapon that again is come shows up all across um the like any of the vedic inscriptions and like imagery and hindu stuff and we don't fully know what it was but it was one of those astral godly weapons that they had that you know like we know that it was some higher race or civilization that had some advanced technology that was being interpreted by humans in a way. And Musk just happens to have it on his nightstand. Like he knows about this stuff. He has at least some understanding. And the fact that he's being again, touted as this future emperor of Mars, he has like the similar to how China has their WeChat, which has everything in one. That's what he wants X to be. He wants it to be this everything app and he's being touted as this like counterculture figure to counter the elites but he's been completely funded by these people he's a he has contractor. He's literally like, exactly like why does anyone think that he's going to do anything different but he's still being you know that's what he's being led up to be and that's what people are fucking buying and feeding into and if he has any understanding of this advanced technology that was hand that we've been rediscovering or that our elites have known about for a while, then people should really start to question his motives <laughs> and what he's doing and stop buying it. Yeah, it's exactly because there's so many people, it's either like he's an evil fascist, which we haven't, I don't think we've got there yet, but I think it's mm -hmm. sure. But I, you know, I, like I, I think the reason they're saying is because he like, you know, didn't ban like Candace Owens from Twitter or something, you know, like or something like yeah. it, it, that's why or wouldn't would would allow Trump back on the platform. That's why people think he's like an evil fascist. Seems pretty Nazi to me. Right. Exactly. The, a sitting president was allowed to, you know, not, was, you know, is allowed to come back and speak. So that's yeah, yeah that's a Nazi. And uh, but then you have the other stuff like. Where, where people are like, oh, no, 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 he's this innovator genius. Again, that's not wrong. I, I do mm -hmm. think he is. I don't care for his 
Tesla's one bit. I think they're pieces of shit to be honest, but like yeah, driving bombs. No, they're terrible. Yeah, I I saw the advent of them. I I, I like it's not far away where their main plant was and stuff. Like I saw the beginning of them. I've seen all the self driving stuff. Like they're pieces of shit. But like at the end of the day, like that dude is is on to something. But then you have like you know other people who are just like he's a fucking moron. And I'm like, no, that's the least wrong thing. Or like, or I'm sorry, the most wrong thing is is like that he's a moron. Like it's like that guy. The guy's smart, man. Mm-hmm. Like the guy. Like you. There's this weird thing where we've like become so jaded and like ironic about everything and kind of detached that like anybody we like anybody we just don't fuck with, we're just like they're an idiot. And yeah. it's like to me, it's like my you know Bill Gates is still like my number one. I'll never call him an idiot. <laughs> I mean, he knows yeah. what he's doing clearly. Like, I mean, he's gotten this far. Idiots don't don't like idiots don't get to genetically modify mosquitoes and release them in Florida. Idiots no. don't get to go on public like TV and talk about vaccines, even though you're a fucking nerd from your who just uh, used your parents' money to. I don't know, man. I hate hate him, but he's not an idiot. No, no, clearly not. I wouldn't hate him if he was an idiot. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing. If he was just dumb, if he was just like hang gliding all day, mm-hmm. cool. I probably think he was cool. I'd be like, that's, hey, party, dude. Because all I'd be doing is mm-hmm. just hang gliding and like, you know, like just doing whatever. Like I, to me, like, it, it's like, no, I, I sense something sinister. I, I sense the idea that he's realized this is the perfect time to create this all encompassing platform with this mm-hmm. name X. That's just so like, it's so like, dystopian the name just like black buildings with like weird columns in them yeah well really weird orson wells shadowy buildings and stuff like i I just it has that style that can then just be like this is where if you want to make money on the internet you'll have to come here Mm -hmm. if you want to live your entire life look at all the people that said they were going to leave they didn't leave because because he knows they're hooked right Mm -hmm. he knows they're hooked i don't think he's made the platform better i mean i don't don't think he has a net better i think some people got less suspended and stuff but he's already he's already cowering to like any big you know he's never he's not fighting anybody major right now i think you know the whole adl thing seems fake but like you know he's not he's not like he's not taking on anything that's really that crazy he's just like you know selling msnbc reporters they're stupid like it's not and isn't his, the CEO, doesn't she have like weft ties or something like that? Oh, it's yeah. She was all part of that, that big so, thing. I, I want to say she was public health, if I'm not mistaken. Linda Yaccarino, I think was her name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely tr- trust her, guys. It's okay. X is X is going to be great. Oh, her maiden name's Marconi. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, no, the, uh, the, yeah, she was... Uh, um, yeah, she was just like global advertising, like you know, blah blah blah. Just like ties yeah. in with like every main thing. Yeah, she's just she's just one of those people, and, and it's just like like to me, it's like I I think what you want is people maybe like move away from that lifestyle. Maybe don't like centralize your entire life to the internet. I say that as mm-hmm. somebody doing this on the internet right now. I understand yeah. the irony behind that, but I do try to take myself away from it and still have. Um, you know, more meaningful things outside of this and try to talk about only meaningful things or at least fun things mm-hmm. on here. But you can tell that it's just like people are already trapped in thinking. I mean, Alex Kazemi said it a couple episodes ago. It is the, the uh, internet is the, the material, the, the materialist creating the immaterial world. Yeah. It's... And I think that's what it is. I think this is the horizon to everybody's. The internet is the galaxy to everybody. Like, that's mm-hmm. it. 
you know, it's, it's wild. And the, and the way that they're trying to incorporate it into this like augmented reality, where it's not even that you're sitting there looking at a screen or plugged into VR all the time. It's this almost internet overlay that they're going to want to put us all through. And it, no, it's, it's a prison. Ultimately, it's it's a prison, and yes, time goes by. Time is different. Like time is not mm-hmm. the same as doing something in real life when you're on the internet. It goes no. by fast, but you feel less fulfilled. Therefore, mm-hmm. needing to be on there more, you know, like because you're less fulfilled. I mean, it's a truly, you know, it's kind of. I know it's, it puts you know, in a trance. It's all. It's yeah. literally like looking at a scrying mirror, like mm-hmm. like the old magicians of old who'd go into a trance and look deep into a mirror and come out and feel it like a time distortion and come out with new different information that they were just looking at a black mirror. What the fuck are we doing? We're looking at a black mirror all day going into a trance. You, you try and talk to someone who's like in their phone. You oh. look at them. They're not there. They, they, it feels like their consciousness is just back or out or just not with it anymore. Like, no, no, this is not. weird technology. And the fact that we, I don't know, we probably backwards engineered it from these entities that are arriving here and dropping craft for us. Like, we need to really start questioning this stuff and looking at it with a lens of. <laughs> It's a it's 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 a drug, but at the same time, it's it's some crazy advanced technology that we can't even comprehend, and that we should literally use at an arm's length away and view it like like it like it's like there's radiation coming off of it, and that you shouldn't spend too much time around it, or else it's going to alter you. Yeah, we we we're really doing our best to alter people, like 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 truly alter everything, whether it's through. Mm-hmm you know, a hormone therapy to make you feel like yourself or through, you know, all all types of other things through the, the, you know, softer versions like the internet or um, through, through other, other methods, like even just, you know, even just MRNA technology, like just, it's always the physical. It's never like the non, non non-physical. It's always ways of further, like rooting you in this material physical place and not even letting you think that, well, Maybe there's more to me than just this body. Maybe I am a soul. Maybe I should focus on making that part of me yeah. feel comfortable and good. Like there's so much more to us as individuals and as a species that they are limiting and boxing us in and putting us in a in a material prison by convincing us that all this shit is the only thing that's real, and it's not. Right. No. And you get the. Um, I, I think that's 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 perfectly put. I, I, you, I don't know. Like I want people to just realize that it it wasn't always this way. It's not going to stop here. There's Mm -hmm. never going to be, there's no, there's no stopping the train. I mean, you can hop off, but there's no stopping it. So like there's if enough people hop off though, the train doesn't move as fast in my opinion. Like I I do think we still have an opt-in, you know, as far as like, maybe we don't need to, you know, like, like if I get my screen time report and it's a number I don't like, like I, I'm like truly, I truly hate myself for it. <laughs> like, I'm like, this is bad. Yeah. Like, I, 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 it doesn't matter what I was looking at. It doesn't matter the base things I was looking at. At the end of the day, I was still viewing it through this weird materialist machine. Mm-hmm. That's what, yeah. like, I mean, look, I've learned information that's really helped me, 
through there. So I can't say it's all bad. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm kind of like, okay, I, I, I at some point I have to stop even getting the good stuff from here. Like it's, it's, yeah. um, I gotta go read some books. I gotta go, you know, do step this, out of, that. out from the phone. No, I, I agree. Like when I yeah. read something on my phone, I feel like re even reading a book on my phone, there's something different versus reading it on a physical piece of paper in my opinion like i don't i don't remember the books i i read on there or like the kindle books i don't necessarily remember all of the books i've read on my kindle as much as i remember my paper copy ones that i read yeah um, and i I, to I totally understand the function of a kindle especially mm -hmm. when living spaces get smaller and smaller and smaller um as we move towards globalization where it's like yeah, yeah that's why you get like Marie Kondo telling you like you don't need any of this this doesn't make you happy you know like all all this um all that type of stuff um, I, I still think she was the first ever media person of the great reset, Marie mm -hmm. Kondo, the, the, um, the optimizer space lady. I, I, I don't know. For some reason I think it all started there. I don't know. But, um, the, the, with the, with the, with the Kindles, I, I think it's so interesting that you bring it up is I was just thinking about the other day, like, like Fahrenheit 451, right? Like everyone's read that. It, it's just, the idea is like, you would never have to like burn books because you just hand people a Kindle and change the books. <laughs> like you, don't, you don't have to ever take a blowtorch to the library. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't, there's just no reason to, unless you want to make a statement, make a scene, but it, all you yeah. got to do is just, here's your Kindle and here's your new book. I was listening to a, a, an audio book for Mickey Spillane, who was very misogynist apparently back in his day. And, you know, a misogynist detective, hard boiled detective writer. <laughs> his first book called I, the jury is like on audible. And it's just, it's five hours long. He doesn't write anything over like 300 pages. But yet every other book that's on Audible, which is the same as Kindle, every other book on Audible is abridged. It's got the scared libtard, this weird mm. libtard corporate focus grouped word abridged. And it's like abridged for what? It's not a long story. Yeah. It's it's like I, it's like a five hour audio book. Like I, it's <laughs> nothing like I, I, I'll get through it. And it's like, no, it's abridged. Trust me. There's stuff you don't need. Don't, yeah. don't worry about it. And, it. and it's like, you know, I whatever. I, it could say anything in there. Right. But it's mm -hmm. like. This idea that, you know, we've just whatever we put on the screens, like we're, we're not in charge of what's on the screen, like almost ever. Like, that's no. And we're like, we off put our memory to these things, too. And yeah, when that, you, that's a good fucking point. And when uh, you off put our like when we do that and mix that with like the Samsung came out with this new technology of like erasing someone from from photos and shit like that. And think about that. If you don't have a, like a actual memory bank in your head of your life, all you have are photos on your phone. Think about how easy it would be for some, someone, some entity, some power, some group to go in there, edit your photos. And if that's the only way you remember it, you don't have any actual memory. All of a sudden, what they change it to is what happened. That is the past. They're able to change what the past yeah. is, change what you're able to think about for the future and use these devices, use this weird, like augmented reality as like a manifestation machine for them to create things and recreate the past. And it's, it's scary. And when you're able to do that or things with the Kindle, if you download a book, who's to say that they can't go and edit that book while it's in your yeah. library? Hundred percent do they? Hundred percent do. I mean, Roald Dahl's collection's getting picked oh, over. I mean, yeah. it's not going to be just him either. I mean, it's no. not. It's never just like, oh, this old children's book. It's for kids. We just want kids now to have. I mean, I don't agree with that, anyways. But I could see a much more sinister application mm -hmm. of that method, just with the problem with the precedent set 
by yeah. that, where it's just these young people or whoever, these random companies that bought, you know, this artist's work that died, you know, like Dickens or whoever, like any of these people, like you can just, well, it's your work now. So you guys can do whatever you want. And, mm -hmm. you know, you can put like transgender people in like Charles Dickens books, just whatever. Like, wait, just, wait for them to touch Crichton. Wait till his stuff gets. Well, open. that I'm at least they're going to have to AI the episodes of, of these. Uh, they're going to, which I'm sure they could, because I'm covering every single one of his books, every single one of them for a while, after a while, like I will cover every single one of them. I have them. I, I, I do audio. I will use audio books for uh, rereads mm -hmm. and also like with gain of fiction, what I'll do if I'm covering a new author, what I'll do is I'll try to find audio of a couple short stories while reading a big thing. But like at the end of the day, I might still end up buying the short story that I, mm -hmm. that I listened to on the, um, on the thing. Oh shit. So I came through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, uh, like I, I want to make, still make sure I still, I'm like, is that, is that what he wrote? Mm -hmm. Is that what he wrote? What I'm listening to right now? <laughs> who knows right like if i Genuinely. Tell, you, tell me a story that of that happened to you at work and i go tell my wife the story of what happened at work even if i don't want to like like change your story subconsciously i will just because mm -hmm. i'm never repeated exactly the way you said it yeah um so it's just like now you have people who again with this elite overproduction that we do right now where you have to all these people with english and literature uh you know random college six years in college of like something that doesn't have any jobs well jobs just got created you're editing rotted rolled doll <laughs> that's what you're doing now mm. and like you now you have a job now we're creating fake jobs for fake degrees and um so that's that part is interesting like i said physical media books Mm -hmm. DVDs. They've already changed the French Connection, William Friedkin's French Connection. They've edited out racial slurs from there. Again, you're not supposed to be able to argue with that because it's like, what are you pro racial slur? If it was said in the movie, yeah, I'm pro that. So whatever. Like, it's leave just, the art how it is. It, it, he made it that way. Make something better. Exactly. Like authors have a re have a authors and like create like film directors. Like they have a reason for putting these things in, especially like if you're trying to get something across or like the period pieces, like that's another thing, like all these recreations of period pieces into trying to portray a period of history as something that it wasn't. It's a way of, again, manipulating your mind, manipulating history, manipulating the way that you, you think about things and what reality is. And if they can get away with it, it, <laughs> it they're only going to get a bigger head with what they can do and what they think they can do. Yeah, and just the fact that like we're just fine with it because we get a few bones thrown our way, and, and just and like you know, I think I think Audible is so popular is because people can uh, multitask, right? Yeah. And by multitask, that means not pay attention. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, it just is what it is. Like you, you're you're if you're multitasking, there's you know, you're not. So you can say like, well, I read this book and still did this, still went to the mall, still did it, uh, bought bought all these things, still still did everything still was that where you can you can say that and so therefore like we've been sold this idea that you're actually achieving more mm -hmm. so it's uh yeah but i, I wanted to ask you about uh zechariah Sechin because um when mm -hmm. i read dr joseph farrell he does really appreciate zechariah Sechin's work i don't think he comes to the i don't think he's a maximalist in, in mm -hmm. the way i actually don't even think farrell's a big alien guy um in fact he says they haven't really been proven to him yet but he does so i and i'll open it up here zechariah sechin he has translated right he's been he's been like kind of a translator of mm -hmm. like sacred texts yeah, yeah like the sumerian tablets sumerian tablets 
it's said that some people agree with this translation, some people don't. Dr. Joseph Farrell says that his his translation does seem to track his interpretation of said text mm -hmm. is maybe what he doesn't um, always agree with. But what what are your thoughts on that? I could agree with that. I I don't know because I I definitely think there's a lot of truth to some of his interpretations, like with there being some sort of advanced group of people, uh, entities that were here, that were communicating with us, that were probably the elite of that society, of that of the pre-Diluvian Sumerian society. Like there, there's truth to that. Like we see it with the king's lists in Egypt that match up similarly to the Sumerian ones, or uh, whichever, and some of his other things. Like there definitely seems to be a bit of truth with it. But his interpretation of like these aliens from Nibiru coming down and making humans, I definitely, definitely don't think yeah. that that's the right thing and i mean i i've been hearing and seeing some stuff that that idea of aliens or extraterrestrials entities coming down and creating humans as like a science experiment the origin of that like a lot of ancient cultures don't really have that belief they believe that like the divine creator made us or we were of this earth like we weren't created by something else external coming here that's not a part of any ancient cultures where that starts is with the the Vril society which is a subset of the Thule society which formed the basis of like the Nazi ideology and this mystic Maria Orsic who channeled these entities from Aldebaran and there were these species that destroyed their planet came to our solar system, destroyed Maldek, which was the asteroid belt now. Then they came to Mars, destroyed Mars, and then they came here and created humans. And since that, it's kind of channeled down and gotten to Sitchin, where it's these aliens from Nibiru, from this planet that has this huge, like, what is it, 3,000, like 1,600-year orbit, something like that. And when this planet Nibiru comes close to us, that's when the Anunnaki like interact with us, but it's all physical. It's all material. Don't think about it as like a sphere or a realm coming close to us where like the veils are thinner and entities can pop through. Don't think about it like that. Think about it as physical. And I, I just, I disagree with that. Mm -hmm. I don't, because it, it takes us away again from this belief that we're connected to earth or we're connected to a creator. It, limits the scope of what the human race can be because we're, you're just a slave species you were made to, to mine gold by aliens who blew up their planets by horrible over like god aliens that again destroyed their planet they're not good they're not a good species if you look at any of these things yeah. but they're still touted as our gods and that's that seems very disempowering and ultimately just evil like it's not right our yeah. creator is divine and beautiful and we are of him and we are of this earth we are not of another sphere and anything that tries to get us away from that is disempowering and is a deliberate attempt in my opinion to confuse us and take a, take us and each of us individually away from the reason that we incarnated here also it just sounds really gay like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, truly like the thing that he's like proposing is just like 
that's gay. I don't want to do that. Like, yeah. like, you, it has to be sicker than like what like like than what I think. Like, <laughs> sorry, like I have I, my scientific method is how sick does it sound mm -hmm. like and, <laughs> and, and like applicable for me because like otherwise I'm just like that's just overwhelming. Yeah. That's like to make and like there's two ways to like zoom out and like view something larger there's like the whole idea where it's like actually you were just created you were in a betty crocker little fucking cake mixer in nibiru and the anunnaki were you know blah 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 doing all this stuff and you're nothing right mm -hmm. that's like very like that's just like a woo woo way of doing like sam harris bullshit like where yeah. it's, you're absolutely nothing it's like reddit meat sack stuff but like for me i'm always just like no 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 there's a reason that i'm created i'm created by the same person who created aliens mm -hmm. i believe aliens you know there, there's good and bad, just like there's angels and demons. I don't think they're that different. I think, I, I mean, I, I have reason to think like, you know, if you're going to use the Bible as, as what, as the way that you've, you know, understood spirituality, which I'm not against at all. Um, it makes sense that like these divine creatures that almost every major belief system has seen mm -hmm. and these, these big like spiritual creatures that, that we call angels and, and demons probably aliens i mean like like the, it would they could possibly be alien if we were to actually encounter that at least part of the picture yeah part of the picture like it's yeah. just like like to me that makes a lot more sense and it's like well, well what translation did you do? i didn't translate anything that just sounds sick to me vibes bro it's just yeah i feel good mm -hmm. like i feel good thinking that I, yeah. I can roll out of bed tomorrow morning and go to work and just be like you know that's how mm -hmm. that's how i was because like honestly if i believe what session is where am i where am i there i'm just i feel like i'm sadder yeah, like get back to the gold mine if if you believe that. Yes, it, exactly. It, it's, and it's so like, disempowering to think that and think that you were made to be a slave. Yeah, you're it, nothing, so be a part of something essentially. Mm -hmm. Like or like you know, basically this this big you know industrial machine that I'm yeah. creating. Like you could be a you could be a very small speck to that, mm -hmm. and uh, as opposed to you know whatever else. Like it's. Yeah, it's 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 disheartening, like the way that that goes. But like, you know, again, like and that goes to like translate, like you can translate something mm -hmm. and get it right. But Sechin clearly had a narrative like that he was that he needed those texts to fit. And I think maybe that's where his crit criticism comes from. Like a lot, I know a lot of kind of like like new agey Christian thinkers really just obviously don't vibe with him because they're kind of like that's. You know, yeah, maybe that's what that said, but like, who are you to who are you to interpret it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, I, I think it's I think it's interesting. And like, what do you what do you think about Gnosticism? Again, I think that there is a lot of good material there, and I think that what a lot of the early Christian Gnostics were trying to do, I see a lot of value in. But then when you look at like our current technocratic AI elite, like that's clearly a Gnostic movement. So it's, they clearly have this belief that the, of trying. How, how, how so, how, how so is, how is AI Gnostic? In my, maybe less AI, but the, they're, they're tr like our elite trying to get these immortal bodies. They're trying to stop incarnating. They're trying to free themselves from that cycle, which is sort of what the Gnostics are trying to do using gnosis, using information and knowledge, um, using that they're supposed to be able to free themselves 
from the confines of this physical realm. And I think that our elite are trying to do that in a way, but in a very twisted way. They're trying to create these, they don't ever want to die. That's why they're constantly pursuing this like life extending technology because they want to become gods, but in the in this lifetime, they don't want to reincarnate. And I think that that is a perversion of some of the Gnostic ideas of using experience down here to grow the soul so that in the next incarnation cycle and the next one and the next one, you slowly grow your soul to get closer and closer with source and try and build back to that and remember our nature, but trying to do it in the material realm, which is what our elites are doing and what the, what the, the people doing AI and doing the technocracy, like they want these immortal physical bodies sort of freeing themselves from the confine of the physical and living forever, but still being in the physical. And that's, again, I think that it's a weird perversion of some of those Gnostic ideas because they're doing it through knowledge and like learning stuff and building stuff. Right. No, I, I think, I, I think that makes sense. And like, yeah, with like, I mean, cause Gnosticism, correct me if I'm wrong, like the cult, you know, I guess like the, the kind of beginner's guide to it is essentially like, I don't, not, I don't want to say God is bad, but like the world that God created is not great. Yeah. There's like, like prison. It's like a, it's a kind of like a, yeah. It, yeah. There's like, like creators and like sub creators that came down. And one of them, this, the, the Demiurge as, as like a lot of Gnostic texts will refer to him as, is this sort of third level creator that, doesn't realize that he's not the true creator. So he mm. creates the material world, he creates earth, but he does it in a way that he believes to be the true creator, but he's not. So he's he's vengeful. He has some of these negative aspects and this is how a lot of people see Yahweh and I I mean I definitely agree with that. Like the Old Testament Yahweh is vengeful, angry. It isn't a good god necessarily. Isn't necessarily the same god that jesus is talking about and like it, it seems to be a black and white like a and b two different entities between new, new and old testament and a lot of the gnostics were picking up on that and because of that they came up with this idea that because the material isn't the true reality and if this old testament god that created this material realm is evil and vengeful then it has to be a sub creator from the actual true one. And it, he's trapped us here and we need to escape from this realm. We need to get out of it, break through, break and get through the Demiurge in order to get back to source. And I think that there, again, there's some truth about getting yeah, back to right. source, but the material world isn't evil. Like it's not necessarily no. good, but it's not evil. It's not bad. It's made here for us as like a school this realm we the place we incarnate to on earth is set up as a like a school for our soul to get yeah. get m more in touch with who we are get more in touch with source remember who we are like we're divine beings and we come into this realm and we forget that and we have to remember that and then remember why we came down here and what we need to work on and gnosticism gets part of it but then a lot of the Gnostic sects kind of, lo they lose it. They lose the picture and the interpretation of the actual kind of facts of why we're here get lost and get skewed. Yeah. And where do you, and where do you, as far as like, if I asked you today, 
how do we get here and what are we here for? Like, what would you say? I mean, best you can. can. I mean, not, you know, again, we're we're trying to get back to source. And I think that each like planet in the solar system is set up as a place for our soul to work on, to get closer to that source. And we just keep incarnating here until we get that. And I don't necessarily know, like, because I know, uh, like, Rudolf Steiner and Edgar Casey kind of talk about things where, yeah, you keep incarnating here and there is this soul, like soul school within the solar system that you work on things at different planets and you eventually will are trying to get back to source. And I, I definitely think that that's part of it. Like there's a, a veil of forgetfulness that we take upon ourselves when we come to earth, when we incarnate here and we have to, through living life, in, a, in that reincarnation, we have to kind of push through that and remember who we are, remember why we were sent down here. And each of us were put down here for a slightly different purpose, obviously, but it, the end goal is getting back to source. And it, however you need to do that, I mean, obviously it's because when you look at like what Jesus talked about, like God is love, like the universe is love at its core, at its source. I yeah. think that it all does come from that. And so c- coming down here, you need to show that love. You need to show love to others and through that love grow and change and grow your soul to get, get closer to that source, that oneness. Yeah. Cause so much of it, like I can see a uh, hang up with Gnosticism and someone who believes in this, I'm not a, I don't, I don't consider myself a, an enemy of that belief. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm still definitely not fully understanding in, in full understanding of what exactly they believe in. But like, for me, it's just like, I think a lot of people can fall into a line of thinking where it's like anything bad happens to you then becomes you kind of thing, because this is this, this happened, you know, it's all just like calcification and baggage that that's, that's there. It happened to you for a reason. Therefore, you know, mm-hmm. um, weaponize it again, you know, kind of this thing because you're, you're, you're in a prison, right? You're in a prison. You're the, the world itself is not good. I, I disagree. I actually think the world is good. Mm-hmm. I am not anti-human, but I know that humans can be the architects of its destruction I for humans, not mm-hmm. the world. Two different things. Yeah. Um, and I understand that. But for me, it's just like when bad things happen to me, I need to a lot of times you have to realize that is a test for you to still realize that the world is good. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, yeah, of course, there's unspeakable things that happen. Unspeakable things, things that I've never gone through, things I hope to never go through, things that yeah. I hope most people never have to go to through. But like then when you realize that there is an immaterial world that might be the only thing that actually gets you through mm-hmm. those unspeakable events really because it's the only way any of this stuff makes sense atheism pretends to rationalize it because that gets you really excited to vote democrat or something because right? we can eradicate that mm. with voting and all and all these things because they, they don't lose the panic they never lose the panic it's not if you, if you I, I would respect atheists if they just were like nihilist like I would respect them a lot more if they just were like, actually, none of this shit matters because because nothing happened. Yeah, because if you take it to its <laughs> like, core, I mean, that is like what atheism kind of tells you. Is it that should be, but it's just... all an accident. None of this matters, yeah. and just don't have any belief or want to do anything great or better because, fuck it, just feel good. You're here to feel good, so go and do stuff that makes you feel good. Yeah, and it's it, it's so it's it's not right. It's anti-human. It's anti-human. I know. And that's that's my thing where it's like I, I can see all those 
that those are roadblocks that a lot of those paths run into. I think the roadblock my path can go into is kind of just like, ah, I don't give a fuck about that because I honestly, I gave a fuck about way too much shit before I like, that wasn't helping me. Uh, I was, mm-hmm. it was, it was almost like compulsively, like I was doing it yeah. to just have an activity a lot of times. And when I realized what it's like, there's actually only a few things I really care about is when I became more productive, I didn't lose my work ethic. I didn't become lazy. So it's, like I, I know that this feels right. Do I have everything figured out? No, but it feels feels like there's another another level to it that it's not like one of those things where it's like you look back at something you're building, you're like, oh fuck, that piece was wrong. I got to go all the way back. I don't feel mm-hmm. like I'm at that right point now. I think I already did that. I think I did go back. Um, so now it's like all about progressing and progressing, which I think is actually what a progressive should be: is trying to progress and be one foot in the material, one foot outside it you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and kind of coexist in both worlds and be able to move back and forth, which I think is the, is at least what I hope to do. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's like, I, I, I think people get scared cause they're like, but I just believe in God. And it's like, me too. Like, <laughs> like me, me too. I'm with you. Like mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I, I do see with a lot of, you know, organized religion, I do see a political angle to a lot of it. So it's like, there's, the, like the hardcore like this is how you govern a country through like organized religion it's like i don't know you, you, they lose me there i understand its effectiveness but i i mm-hmm. and i understand that that's how it worked for a long time but for the most part i i do agree with the end result like we're here we're here from god you know that's yeah. what happens that if there's nothing above it there's nothing above that and which i i, I think it's and that's where i think people lose the difference between having like religious leaders versus having leaders that have a belief in the non-material like yeah as long as you don't have these atheistic leaders that base all their decisions on the material and only on this physical shit yeah you're you're only going to get one side like you're only going to get one-sided answers you're only going to get half of what you need so you need some people that are at least informed with a spiritual lens with a belief in the non-material but having like, yeah, like I don't want to, sh- I don't want Sharia law. Like I, I wouldn't no. necessarily want to go back to the Vatican States. Like none of this stuff sounds good, but just as equally, I don't want to live under uh, some like the atheistic leaders that we have now. Like they're just as bad, just in a different way. No, I don't like the way that the atheistic kind of materialist leaders are because it just it feels like there's this ticking clock above your head where it's mm-hmm. like, OK, am I right or am I wrong? Or do you want to take the chance because you're going to die yeah. at some point? And do you want to, you know, I, I don't I don't like that. So but um, yeah. anyways, man, th- thanks for coming through um, again. Everybody check out that piece on on Mars. Uh, it's rarecandy.substack.com. Bob's red pill number 10. Subscribe. It's free on there. Free subscribers. You're going to get lots of writing. We also have a, uh, a feed, which Aiden's also been on, like I said, for Gain of Fiction, Volume 1. Gain of Fiction, man, It's that's that's timeless, man. The it slapped. It was great. I mean, it's the re- I mean, if that episode wasn't good, there wouldn't be fucking eight, 17 more of them. Like, it would have ended there. So you can tell it's good. And um, it was it was great. Awesome book, by the way. Um, but then uh, the, the good thing about having a podcast... I think is that I have a chance to alter time a little bit so I can decide when this episode comes out. I can, um, you know, I can, uh, lead you back to, a. I believe that was, uh, that was at the December 31st, that episode came out game, gain of fiction volume one. And I could just be like, well, you could listen to that tomorrow and think it came out today. So, um, it's my, uh, that's the, the fun, uh, time I get to play with, uh, with people's time and stuff like that. But, uh, um,
you are i never remember what your twitter is uh it's the oh, good mac right underscore yeah yeah, I think on the underscore good underscore Mac. The underscore good underscore Mac. It'll be in the description. Um, again, you know, he's I'm I'm trying to get Aiden to just write all his like brain dump thoughts like that. He, you know, just to just put it. I'm going to give you like a just a blank canvas. He's going to be uh, where we want. We want to hear. We want it all on the sub stack. He's got a great got stuff. an angels and demons one. Yes. Coming with. Aliens. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. that. So. Anyways, man, um, that's it for us. Again, if you're listening to us on audio, if there's an option to rate uh, and review us on there, that's great. It really helps out uh, with people finding us. I know Apple and Spotify have that option. I know some of those little like weird like Android app. I don't maybe they don't have those, but uh, the um, yeah. And if you're on YouTube, actually, if you're not on YouTube, even if you don't watch us on YouTube, it'd be great if you guys subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, and there is some YouTube only stuff on there. So um, on that note. Catch you guys later. Uh, when I'm safe, we see you.